You're listening to episode 40 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Well, here we are, episode 40. Welcome to the Alexa in Canada podcast. Uh, I've got a great guest uh, today for you, a friend of mine down in LA, Ben Smith, who runs the Voice Entrepreneur uh, podcast. But just before we get to that, again, I want to tell you about the sponsor for this podcast, and that is the Alexa Conference presented by VoiceFirst.fm. It is the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts, and it's taking place January 15th to 17th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, tickets are available. You can use the promo code Alexa in Canada to get 20% off, and I will be speaking there. So I hope I will be able to see you there. I'm really excited about the conference. It's going to be a great, great gathering for Alexa enthusiasts. So hope to see you there. Now on the podcast today, we have a really cool guest, Ben Smith. He is, as I said, the creator of Voice Entrepreneur. He has a passion for entrepreneurship, and he gets into a little bit of his background in that area. And he's also got a passion for voice technology. And he's got some great practical tips today for people that are looking to uh, expand the reach of their brand, their company, their organization, whatever it is, your nonprofit organization, you're just an enthusiast about a hobby. This is going to be a must listen to for you. And I want to give you a little uh, sneak preview to the fact that at the end of this podcast episode, I have an extremely special announcement that I am making about something that is launching today. So make sure you stay right to the end to get that information. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's dive right into the interview with Ben Smith. All right. So it's awesome to have Ben Smith on the podcast. Hey, Ben, it's great to have you. Hello. How you doing? I'm great, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing great. Now, the listeners uh, will not know, but we chatted a while back uh, when we were both a little bit newer in the whole voice scene, and since that time, we've both been really busy in terms of our our own areas. And I wonder if we can just start with you can um, you know, introduce yourself to the to the listeners here of Alexa in Canada, what what you do, and how you got into the whole voice space. Absolutely. So yeah, again, my name is Ben Smith, and look, I've been a long time tech entrepreneur for maybe man, I'm getting old. I feel like it's it's. Feels like it's about 20 years ago now <laughs> that I got going, uh, which is crazy. But uh, I was an early Google employee, uh, right around a thousand employees at Google. So I got to see the rise of Google way back in the day. Right. And around 2005 or so, Google looked around and said, "Who do we have that knows video?" And that was I, I had done. So, I was pretty entrepreneurial. I had started a, a small video production company in Singapore and Hong Kong uh, before I was. Uh, at Google, and so it was me and and a team of other fantastic people. We started video at Google. Um, that led to acquiring YouTube uh, way back in 2006, and I was one of the first business people at YouTube really focused on how that platform was going to make money, wow. which at the time seemed crazy. Hmm. Uh, and it reminds me so much of where we are with, with voice today. Uh, from there, uh, YouTube moved me down to open up YouTube in Los Angeles and 
roughly late 2008, early 2009. And then I I ultimately left, started a bunch of companies, uh, sold a couple of companies. And over the last two or three years, uh, I've been running my own consulting company. And I just started looking at what was happening with voice and saying, my God, this feels a lot like video in 2005 and 2006. And I would be a fool, just a fool, not to mess around with this and play with this. And uh, I've always just been a believer of uh, just diving in the deep end of the pool as soon as humanly possible. So here we are. Here we are. And so here we are. <laughs> tell, tell listeners a little bit about uh, what you're doing now with Voice Entrepreneur, what that is and what that's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I started a brand, a daily podcast and flash briefing and Facebook group, and it is called Voice Entrepreneur. Voice Entrepreneur, really the idea around Voice Entrepreneur is it's 50% voice technology and 50% entrepreneuring and marketing and the hustle and the game and building businesses. So I'm really interested in the business side of voice technology. Um, There's a lot of great resources out there for technical resources for voice, but I really wanted to build a business resource for voice. And so that's what Voice Entrepreneur is all about. That's great. I haven't seen a whole lot of people doing that specifically. I mean, this is such a new field that there's so many, if you have a particular interest or a particular niche, like there are so many opportunities right now for people to to get in and and become sort of the voice go-to person in their particular area. Is that sort of what you're finding? That That's absolutely right. I Like I said, I just believe that uh, the best way of getting in something, you just get in there. Just uh, there. Everyone likes to talk about it. Everyone likes to think about it. Just go do it. And I find that there's more than enough room. I've met so many incredible people by just diving in the deep end, like you, like so many other people. It's it's a fantastic community, and I'm just excited how how rapidly it's growing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little more about your your podcast. What do you what kind of things do you cover on your podcast? And your and it's daily, I believe, and it's sort of more shorter form. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so uh, I I really just got started in trying to find a new interaction uh, mode uh, for for these devices. So I really was hoping that when I got started, that I could create a daily Lexi flash briefing <laughs> that would be more like an interaction, more like a friend than a show. Uh, I, I have nothing against podcasts. I really love podcasts, and I do a podcast, but. Uh, podcasts to me feel really, really long. Yeah. And my hypothesis was, okay, uh, maybe in a few years, we're going to look at these voice devices and it's going to feel more like a friend. So if you, if you take an influencer like a Tim Ferriss or a Gary Vaynerchuk, perhaps it's, uh, you know, asking Lexi, Hey, Hey, what's Gary up to right now? What's Tim Ferriss up to right now? And having a short interaction with these, with these people seven or eight times a day. So that's how I got started, was that I really wanted to build that friend interaction model. So I do a short flash briefing. It's, I mean, uh, somewhere between two to 10 minutes. Uh, and I've just kept on experimenting to see what works. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but I like to keep things on the short side. That, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, that's a really neat approach, the idea of, of the, these, these assistants being like a friend. 
because these are going to become so uh, so commonplace and more and more sort of ubiquitous everywhere. We're going to have speakers everywhere. The the ambient the ambient uh, computing as it's being known. So that's really neat. Can you give us some examples of what sort of things you'd be talking about on on your on your podcast or your flash briefing on this short form content? Sure. So again. I do 50% voice technology, 50% marketing and entrepreneuring. So uh, I would say roughly half the week I talk about what's happening in voice technology and I apply a business lens to it. So um, again, I'm less interested in how you build the technology. I'm more interested in how you market and sell it. Who's winning? Which platform is killing it? What What's changing about these platforms? Recently, for example, uh, BMW and Lexi announced an integration, which is rolling out very, very soon. So I talk about some of the business implications of that, some things that maybe entrepreneurs want to think about as voice goes into automobiles. That's 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 one side of the equation. And then the other half of the of, of the time, I talk about entrepreneuring and the game and the hustle. So that might be how to raise money, how to think about bringing on new people, uh, how do teams work. How do you get people to pay attention to what you're doing? Sneaky ways of marketing your voice skill. All of these things I try to talk about every week. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's, what's, uh, I'm trying to think how best to phrase my next question, but what is the value in voice for the average person that wants to market something? Like what is it about voice do you think that, that really is different or gives you that feeling like there's something new happening here? Yeah, Terry, I mean, for me, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's pattern recognition. And now that I'm getting to be an old, old guy, I'm turning 43, <laughs> 43 next week. Oh, wow. There you go. We're, we're the same yes, age, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we can be old together. Yeah. Uh, but from a pattern recognition perspective, uh, it's really, really clear to me. When I got started at Google, the, the whole battleground was, could you be one of something like 12 search results on a, on a screen? on a PC screen. And the battle for SEO and, and, and being found was all about being one of those 12 search results. Yeah. And then you fast, that was around 2003. You fast forward to 2008, 9, 10, and suddenly with mobile, there were only three search results on a phone screen. So you had to battle it out for one of three places on the phone screen. And now you fast forward to 2018, 19, 20, and I think in voice, there's only really room for one one answer, right? It's it's only one search result. And so if we're thinking about it from a business perspective, that is very, very valuable inventory. When you ask Lexi, hey, what kind of car should I buy? Or I might need an SUV. What kind of SUV should I buy? That is going to be a very, very valuable voice search. And the battle for that is happening right now, whether people know that or not. Yeah. That's really, really good point. You know, it, I find it kind of ironic when you think about the fact that, um, as some people will know, particularly if, you, if they follow Gary Vaynerchuk, he's, you know, he's he's uh, he's often spoken about this. But Amazon became such a large machine because they they leveraged Google's um, ads at that time. And what's really interesting now is now Amazon is such a machine, and they're they're getting into voice search, which is directly competing with with Google. It's just kind of an ironic turn of events. And the way things are happening between these two big companies, I can tell you that as a former Google employee, even way back in 2004 and five, we were always the most scared of Amazon. It was more than Yahoo, more than all of these other companies. It was always Amazon. We we had the most fear and apprehension about. 
because we knew that it was possible that people might start their searches on Amazon instead of Google. And there's only a small percentage of searches that actually monetize and monetize well. And if those small numbers start on Amazon instead of Google, then Google has a serious problem. And I think that's part of what you're seeing now in these voice wars is that's very, very, very valuable inventory or searches that Google and Amazon need to to capture and retain. Yeah, it's just, I mean, if you think about any kind of everyday, everyday uh, search, like what you described, somebody's going to ask, it just doesn't make sense for a voice assistant to then come back and list three, never mind 10 different options, and then picking one of those. It's just, it's just it's not conducive to voice. And so, however, that number one search result, you know, gets that position, like you said, that is going to be, that's going to be the future that there's so much value in that. So what are some what are some tips that you're giving people from the I guess the business side, but to make sure that they're prepared for this voice first world? Yeah, I, I mean the first and most most obvious is get in there and just start experimenting. It's not very difficult. There are it's it's 2018. There's a number of tools that can help you build voice applications without any experience. Like our you know I know we we both have friends uh, at Storyline and many other tools that that can do that. Um, I think that's number one. Just try it. Uh, two is I think you have to start experimenting and trying to find where, where is there an audience? How do you start creating product discovery around you know, whatever you're selling, whatever you're doing, whatever your app is? How do you create discovery around voice? What does your voice sound like? What is, what's going to appeal to people? I mean, it's the basic fundamental business skills that become all the more important. Do you know how to copyright? Do you know how to, how to actually have an offer? Do, can, can you write an offer? Can you, instead of selling features, can, can you sell benefits? All of these things become more important in a, in a voice first universe. So I tell people, get in there, start experimenting, and start seeing if you can get people to, to actually use your voice skill or voice app uh, as soon as humanly possible. Don't worry about making money right now, but figure out if you can get their attention. Yeah, yeah, no, well said, well said. And you, you made a really interesting uh, point there. And I've often said this when I'm speaking. Um, you know, people can, if, if, up until today, you know, you could, you could ask a brand or a company or, a, or an organization, you know, what does your brand stand for? What does your brand look like? And people can sort of generally give you a description about, you know, this is what we stand for. This is what we look like. This is our kind of our, our persona. But that's going to matter, I believe, less and less as people are listening more and more to their brands. And you have to start thinking, you have to start asking your question, not so much what does your brand look like, but what does your brand sound like? Um, and so I think it's really important for these brands to start develop an identity around that, around just that, what do they sound like? And I don't know if you've sort of had those same kinds of thoughts or feelings about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that the podcast phenomenon we're seeing is the beginning of that. I don't think it's a separate phenomenon. I just think it's the beginning of that phenomenon. Uh, there is so much empty space in our lives. Uh, every, everything about technology over the last 20, 25, 30 years has been about creating efficiency and reducing friction. And uh, with voice, you know, there's so, I have so many smart friends who say, Ben, you know what? I know people aren't reading anymore, but I'm a reader. And I say, I get it. I, and trust me, I, I love to read as well. But do you like reading while you drive a car? Right. Do, you like reading? do you like reading while you're in the shower? Do you like reading while you're doing the laundry or washing the dishes? I don't think you do. And so I think there's so much room and people, people just forget about these small moments. 
And I've seen this over and over again. I got the same complaints with video. I got the same complaints with everything I've done over the last 10, 15 years with Google, with YouTube, with everything new coming down the pipe. So, um, you know, at first they laugh and make fun of you. And then pretty soon they're going to be, you know, talking to the, to voice assistants like they're, you know, like your friend. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's where we are. Yeah, no, that that's exactly it. And just uh, just at, at a conference I was recently at, um, one of the speakers uh, made the point that for the first time we have a, a medium, a channel, a content channel that you can use that's not only hands free but it's eyes free. So, like you said, you could be in the shower, you could be uh, working out, you could be driving, you could be doing whatever, and there's no other channel that we've had up until now where it allows you to multitask at the same uh, efficiency that you can when you're listening to voice. So, I mean, that's one of the big reasons that I think it's a disruptor, and it sounds like we're in agreement there. I do. I've been thinking a lot of recently about how we just are, we, we, we're so early that we don't really, we haven't really thought about a voice-first UI at all. Mm-hmm. And we're still trying to force voice UIs into, into mobile UIs. And I can tell you, for instance, Google and Google Android, they have optimized the search results screen on a mobile phone for Android for 10 years now. And every tiny detail has been thought about. And we're not doing the same thing with voice right now. And I think what's going to be really interesting over the next two years is how we start to actually build voice first UIs. We just, I don't even think we've really, if if I have any criticism of Amazon and Google right now, it's that they're not thinking about it as a new paradigm. They're they're still forcing mobile ideas onto onto the platform. That's if that makes sense. Do you have yeah. any do you have any ideas in terms of what you would do or you know how how you could see it play out? Have you thought about that in terms of the voice? You yeah, have? yeah, yeah. For me, for me, like uh, one of the examples that I really love to to talk about and think about is that. When, when the, the music platform wars were happening, I don't know, five to eight years ago, uh, Pandora was doing very, very well. And Spotify ended up largely winning the race. And Pandora was doing playlists. And only about 1% of the time, when you go to a music platform, do you actually know what you want to listen to? Only 1% of the time. But that 1% of the time, you better have, you better have it. And so in my opinion, Spotify won because they had the on-demand, they had the ability for you to search for whatever song you ever wanted to listen to. But once you do that one out of 100 times, then you want the playlist. Huh. Right? And yeah. I think we're in the same place with voice, if, if, if I can make the analogy, which is if you ask me right now on the spot, what do you want to buy on Amazon? Just tell me and I'll buy it. I would have no idea. I, it's hard for me. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's a gender thing or if it's something else. I can't tell you what I would buy right now. Right. So to me, what's missing from these voice interfaces is storytelling and is product discovery. And it's very, very simple. Humans were driven by storytelling. And so we need to be able to tell incredible stories and tales on these devices in order to get people to buy stuff and to use stuff and to find value in, in items, whether it's information products or physical items, it doesn't matter. We have to be able to story tell and that's what's missing from these devices right now. That's really interesting. So, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of sum up here, it sounds like, uh, I, I mean, I know I feel this way and I, and I think I'm interpreting what you're saying to, to 
that you feel the same way is that these brands, these companies, these organizations really need to dive in right now while it's early times to kind of, you know, stake their place to make their claim on some of this voice first real estate, which right now I've often made the, the, the analogy that voice right now and, 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 and I agree with you, short form audio content, flash briefings, uh, short form podcasts are like the prime real estate right now. And here is the opportunity for, for those that are, that are serious about, you know, making some advancements in the next couple of years in terms of their businesses to really, uh, take voice seriously, get in there, create these, these skills or these audio content simply just to get their message out and start sharing what their brand is about and telling stories and that sort of thing. Would you agree with that sort of synopsis? I do. I do. It's, it's, if, if we're going to be very, very simple, it is, guess what? It's not too late. Either jump on the podcast train. It will cost you almost nothing to start a podcast or start a voice skill or voice briefing. And that will take you almost no time and no money. Just do that one thing. Just get in there and do that one thing. And you are going to be thanking Terry in no time. <laughs> and Ben. And Ben. Don't forget Ben. <laughs> and, and me, maybe. Well, and Ben. No, that's great. Hey, Ben, yeah. uh, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners here before we sign off for today? This has been a great discussion. Really fun. No, I, I guess maybe the one thing I would say is that, look, I got into this because I'm so excited. I'm passionate about this technology and how to entrepreneur and make money and market. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not a tech geek. I don't pretend to be a geek. I don't know how to code. It doesn't matter. What matters is having passion, experimenting, and getting your hands dirty. And it's a law, it's a marathon. This is not like you're not going to get rich quick tomorrow, nor are you going to find world fame tomorrow. But if you get in here now, incredible things are going to happen. So it's worth experimenting. And I would keep listening to Terry. If you like, you can go to Voice Entrepreneur and listen to Voice Entrepreneur. But now is the time to do it. So that's that's my advice. That no, that's great advice. And that you you beat me to it there. I wanted to to give you an opportunity. Tell the listeners a little bit more about where they can find you. What's the best way to uh, to connect with you and so on? Sure. So uh, I, again, my uh, my daily podcast and voice briefing is called Voice Entrepreneur. We have a popular Facebook group uh, with over twelve hundred members in the group. A lot of stuff going on there. Uh, we're starting to do lots of video. So stay tuned for that. So just search for Voice Entrepreneur on pretty much any of these platforms, Instagram and, and so forth. Uh, I look forward to uh, to meeting all of you. Great. Hey, that's awesome. Um, ben, you're doing awesome work, and uh, I love to hear the passion coming from you as well. Uh, it's it's really fun to chat with you. So thanks thanks for taking some time here to uh, to chat with us up in Canada. And oh, I didn't even say, you're, so you're down in California, just so the listeners know. Um, you're in, you got to remind me, LA, right? I'm in LA. Yeah. Uh, my wife, my wife is a Canadian. My wife is from Toronto, so uh -huh. I am I am all about Canada. So um, I love my Canada people. Uh, it feels like it's a second home for me up in Toronto and uh, Lake Country there. So, uh, so I salute all of you, especially you, Terry. So thank you for having me, and um, I just love what you're doing, Terry. I I mean, you continue to uh, to be an inspiration to me. So thank you. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. Well, great, Ben. Really nice chatting with you, like I said. And uh, thanks again. And uh, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of listeners coming down checking out your uh, your podcast as well. So uh, and, and we'll thanks, chat man. again sometime soon. All right? Have a great one. Okay, you too. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. There you go. Wasn't that fun? 
I felt like I was chatting with an old friend there, and Ben and I have become friends through the Voice for Space, and it's great to chat uh, chat with him. I love hearing his passion about voice and his podcast and the short-form audio content, which brings me to my big announcement. I have been receiving a lot of emails, a lot of messages from people in the Alexa in Canada community asking me questions about how to set up their own flash briefing because they recognize the importance of getting in on this technology. And as I mentioned, I believe this is the prime real estate of voice right now. There is, as far as I'm concerned, no better way to engage with your audience, develop a relationship, and allow that to blossom over time through short-form audio content. And now with Amazon Alexa, you have the option of creating flash briefings. And right now, There are relatively few flash briefings. When you think about how many blogs are out there, how many YouTube channels are out there, how many podcasts are out there, and so on, the flash briefings are this prime real estate, and there's a real estate grab about to happen in the flash briefing space, and it's a huge opportunity. What I'm here to tell you right now is that I have created the most comprehensive course on creating a flash briefing, period. There is no other course like this in existence today. I cover everything from how do you think about a flash briefing, what do you talk about, uh, how do you set it up, I go through the technology, I go through what equipment you need, how do you actually set it up in Amazon, I take you step by step with screenshots and screen capture videos to show you where you need to click, we go through marketing of it, we go through um, uh, scheduling, we go through uh, launching it, and then even after launch, post launch, how to continue on with your flash briefing and make sure that it is absolutely the best possible way for you to connect with your audience. It gives me great pleasure to announce that this is open today. The name of the course is Flash Briefing Formula, and you simply go to flashbriefingformula.com, and this is going to be open for a, a, a specific time period. At the time of this launching, I'm thinking it's going to be open for two weeks, although that is not entirely uh, certain because I'm recording this in advance of when I'm actually launching it. But it, I will let you know that. The bottom line is I want to have a great core group of people go through this. I've already had some beta testers go through it, and I got some great feedback. But this is going to be the first time that I'm launching it live to the public. I want to be able to work with you, the ones that choose to engage in this initially, and we're going to make some great flash briefings. So I'm really excited about this. Um, please check out flashbriefingformula.com and I look forward to seeing you in the course. Until next week, uh, have a wonderful time and um, I look forward to chatting with you soon. Take care, everybody. She's got, she's got skills. skills.